0: uh i will order the uh peace river town council regular meeting for monday july the 12th 2021 you uh use your mic sir Good. Yeah. Uh, so we will go to uh the adoption of the agenda I'll let the record show that we did start a the additions uh, so there's uh, adoption of the agenda and makes want to make some changes here.
1: yes
2: your worship there are two uh, changes there's one addition and that's under uh, section 10.2 july 7th 2020 auma notice virtual conference on police unionization and one deletion under section uh, 7.1 and that uh, is a follow-up letter to province in support of our grant application
0: so uh the addition i see it says july 7th 2021
2: uh, that was um i think when uh the request was uh, sent out
0: okay so the actual virtual conference is it next. is on the 14th your worship it was received on the 7th right. so we have two days or something And uh, the deletion, the reason for the deletion?
2: Uh, The the recommendation uh, with the individual, uh, Counselor Scammerhorn, is that uh, some information has been received since uh, he put out his request, and he's fine with that information at this
0: moment. So, just we're not pursuing with the deletion? Pardon me? We are pursuing the deletion or we're not? yes we're proceeding with the deletion of uh of that section and uh i'm still not calling why we deleted i'm uh, more than prepared to leave the room
3: oh we got the information we were looking for
0: oh it's it's unnecessary it's unnecessary
3: yeah it's Over- redundant
0: okay so by unnecessary i'm assuming that you're we're the town that sending that letter
3: Oh, um, it just came in in the form of an email. It, it just like late this afternoon, so if you haven't checked your email since like four o'clock, you wouldn't have
0: seen it. But it's it's there. Oh, okay. Okay, um, all in. Uh, so if I could get a motion to move the agenda as amended, Mr. Good. All in favor. Uh, no one opposed. It's a unanimous adoption. Uh. I understand there's a public hearing, Mr. Parker. Yes, uh, we just have to adopt the minutes uh, first, Your Worship. Oh, sorry. Uh, the, the minutes of June 28th, uh, twi- uh, 2021, regular council meeting.
1: Your Worship, if, if I may, I would move the minutes of June 28th uh, as uh, presented.
0: How did we record Mr. Good's abs- abstention on uh, was one vote? Uh, Am I incorrect when I say under the MGA you can't abstain, you have to vote? That was a a conflict. But then you would just withdraw from the room. It was happening while we were here. Your mic, sir. So it should be recorded as, sorry, sorry, Drew. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So uh, how how does it mean right now, abstain or
4: would you?
5: it states that the council are
4: declared a pecuniary interest, sir. Okay. Okay. That's right.
0: Okay. Appreciate it. You were saying, Mr.
1: I thought the minutes uh, reflected the meeting, I would just put a motion on the floor to adopt them. Okay. All in favor? Okay. That's passed.
0: Uh, I understand there's a, a public hearing, Mr. Mr. That is correct. Can uh, you uh, maybe just give us some background? Uh we
2: show come forward. Oh Ms. Yeah. Ms. Modi or Ms. Moody.
6: Public hearing?
2: This is uh director town's item, sir? Oh sorry, Director town sorry. Council yes. Town. Sorry, Mr. Town. <laughs> Are you running?
0: Mr. Town. Yes, yeah, that's
7: the Perhaps that's to okay. yeah, get the so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, where's, where's the script? I'm sorry, I don't have the script in front of me for that. Uh, well, I I have a script, but uh,
0: maybe you could just. Uh, uh, I, I'll uh, I'll open up the hearing uh, yep. So I so I need someone to move that council will open uh, to move that council open a public hearing on the matter of. Uh, bylaw 2102 legislative remediation so moved mr. mayor okay all in favor (coughs) okay I hereby declare that this statutory hearing is open at uh, six minutes after 5 o'clock p.m. and note that this hearing is held pursuant to section 7 8 230, 606, and 692 of the Municipal Government Act. Uh, if I could ask the Legislative Services Coordinator to confirm uh, what the purpose of the public hearing is.
4: Your Worship, I would like to confirm that the purpose of this public hearing is Bylaw 2102, the Legislative Remediation Bylaw, Part 1. The statutory public hearing notice was published in a local newspaper, the Record Gazette on June 23rd and 30th, 2021, and notice was provided in accordance with Bylaw 2034, the Advertising Bylaw, by electronically posting the notice prominently on the Town of Peace River
8: website, electronically by posting the notice prominently on the Town of Peace River's
4: official social media sites, and by posting the notice prominently on the bulletin board provided for that purpose at the Town Hall main entrance. No written comments were submitted to the Town of Peace
9: River office.
0: All, uh, so, if I could ask that all persons giving oral presentations uh, state and clear their name and sure. try and keep their presentations <laughs> succinct. Um, is, you know, I am assuming, uh, I will now call on the Director of Corporate Services to uh, come forward and speak to this public uh, to, this,
7: uh, to, to this bylaw. Uh, Thank you, Your Worship, and Council. Bylaw... Sorry, I'm just flipping to the right screen here. Bylaw 2102, which is a legislative remediation bylaw part one, and is a repeal of outstanding bylaws as part of an initiative that staff have been undertaking for um, at least a year and part of our overall bylaw review program. Uh, What we've done is we've gone through our bylaws going back to our incorporation in 1919, Um, and undertaken a process to confirm which bylaws have been um, or should have been repealed or outdated for various reasons, should be rescinded and um, have become moot um, either through other bylaws um, uh, superseding them or um, because of other timing type issues. So there's 140 bylaws that have been identified as part of this iteration. There will be further bylaws that come before council um, in the future, but these are the fairly straightforward bylaws um, that can be rescinded by council with um, no further review or operational impacts. The upcoming bylaws do require additional review by either departments or uh, municipal affairs, or um, perhaps some legal assistance just to confirm the status of them or or the proper way to um, uh, rescind them. So before council. Um, council received uh, this information last month. They provided first reading at the time. We have fulfilled our legislative requirement for advertising and, um, in, pre- in preparation for the public hearing, um, have been able to receive comment of which the executive assistant has identified that we have received none. Okay. Um, I
0: will now call on those in favor of the bylaw to uh, come come forward and uh, state their case. Uh, that was first call, second call, third call, <coughs> seeing no one coming forward. I will now call on anyone who's opposed to the bylaw to come forward. And that was first call, this is second call, and you go on to third call and seeing no one come forward. Oppose the bylaw. I will now call on any person need to be affected, who wishes to be heard. That was uh, first call. This is second call, and uh, this call is third and final. And I do not see anyone uh, coming forward who feels they uh, they need to be heard on this bylaw. Um, you. Uh, so uh, I will ask the council if. Uh,
7: if they want to ask any questions of Mr. Town, There will also be an opportunity to council ask questions outside the public hearing when we get to the RFP. Just, if I may, your worship, just to recap again on this
1: omnibus uh, file. So, did you, you know, I recall the names of... You know, the pool room and the scavengers so what what was the total when it was rolled up did i hear a
7: hundred and what was the total 140 140 okay 141 as part of this bylaw and there'll be an additional um, 45 to 60 right. bylaws that are right. undergoing review and a further right. analysis to determine the status of them and just for the listening public some of those
1: bylaws go back to the early i'm going to say 1920 but i Maybe you've got that wrong, but it seems to me there's some that, uh, Well, bylaw number five was adopted in 1914. There you go. All right, so I just <laughs> wanted to make clear for anyone listening, this is a administrative post matter, and, and there's a number of bylaws which we simply don't use anymore, and uh, I just wanted to underline that. fact.
7: It is, and I, I will say, um, the vast majority of these bylaws are Bylaws that just were not properly rescinded at the time. So, for example, the rate structure may have changed. Um, so, council would have captured the upcoming rates or the upcoming item without properly rescinding the bylaw that that would have affected at the time. And uh, the vast majority of these are in the 1950s, 60s, 70s. Um, back then, tracing bylaws would have been a little more difficult, um, to be honest. So, you know, there's there's some technological disadvantages back then that. Uh, were able to overcome and are doing better on that than uh, like you said it is generally housekeeping type items um, my question would be what happened to bylaws one two three and four <laughs> i'm assuming without reviewing them that they were properly repealed or rescinded okay. very good any other questions
0: uh mr town you uh you have a right to make a concluding statement
7: um thank you worship um i think just in brief that uh, uh, as we go forward with the second and third hearing or uh, readings um hopefully council uh, will entertain those at the time and we'll be able to answer any questions on those as you come up okay
0: seeing that all presentations have been made i will now declare the public hearing closed uh, 15 minutes after five So, we have uh, two presentations uh, today. One is for requests for taxation interest relief. Uh, and I understand Mr. Dan Lucette uh, is going to his presentation. Please uh, come forward to the speakers. Uh, Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon.
10: I uh, just, in brief, is the... Shut you will shut your speaker off. You your off? Oh all right, there we go. <laughs> in brief, I have uh, numerous properties that we, Zoe and I own in D&Z Productions and we listed them to be all monthly payments and one of them just happened to get missed. with clerical error and I didn't receive any statement or anything that I would assume that somebody would send and say, hey, you haven't paid your taxes. So we went a full year. So there's a full years of interest on there. Um, we pay our taxes diligently every year on all our other properties, which is quite a few. And this one was a, obviously just slipped through the cracks somehow. So I don't mind paying a tax. I was just hoping that maybe we could skip the interest because it was, if I would have got a notice even a month later or two months later, we would have came in and paid it right away. But there is nothing that we don't receive any statements that say, "Hey, you haven't paid your taxes."
0: Uh, I'm assuming you made a uh, you you made a written request to administration on this item. I did to Mr. Town. Okay. Uh, any any uh, is that your presentation? it's That's a, it. basically a verbal request. Uh, are there any questions of Mr. Lisa? I, I one for
3: men, do we are, is that is that ever sent out? Are late notices ever sent out, ever?
7: So, normally we do. We did not last year, and there was uh, two reasons why we did it. The first was um, since council had extended the due date. Um, normally we send out reminder notices in November of each year. Um, since we were in the middle of the due date, because um, council deferred tax um, payments and interest up until November 30th. Um, the form letter, the letter that was within our diamond um, system, um, was unable to be changed to accommodate wording around um, saying that, around the timing for, for the payment to those. So we didn't send out reminder notices um, because of that, we weren't able to change the um, the letter in a reasonable amount of time, um, plus our staffing was under at the time, so we, we weren't able to get those out. I will say that the reminder notices are not a requirement they're courtesy um, but last year because of covid and other issues with the changing of the dates we did not Um,
0: i i would i be correct uh, mr parker in saying that uh, uh, that we don't make a decision on presentations until uh, at least the next regular council meeting?
2: It, it, it depends if there's a staff report on an item or not. So this item does have a staff report. It's later on. Okay. Uh, the next presentation does not have a staff report. So <coughs> the next presentation, uh, generally what we will happen we'll is you'll ask for us for a staff report for the next one, but this one we had all the information in advance. So that's why we prepared a staff report. Okay. So, uh,
0: so Mr. Decentian has the answer to my question. Provided that yes. council doesn't, uh, doesn't table this or- That is correct, you're okay. sure. uh, Council The report proper term is to leave it to another meeting. Yeah, correct, deferred to
11: another meeting. Uh, council report has a question, sir. Oh, Yeah, um, Director Callan, when uh, just to follow up with uh, councillor's question when it comes to um setting out a courtesy that your taxes are um, haven't been paid yet okay besides the last year how many years have we been actually doing that prior
7: um i don't have that information on me councillor i'd have to uh, find like, did out if we do
11: that like in our term of, uh, in this term of council have we done it in the past years besides yes. the COVID year
7: yes um, Reminder notices have gone out since I've been here. So the previous couple years at the very right minimum. Thank you. Okay, very good. So uh, we will
0: uh, move on to the next presentation uh, because certainly if there's questions of the staff, Even that there's a staff report coming up, uh, if there's any questions of staff uh, that can be asked at that point. Uh, so thank you, Mr. DeSette and um, I, uh hang tight okay and uh, it sounds like we will be uh, we'll get to your item uh, later on anyway. okay thank you very much for your time thank you uh, I have a uh, uh, another or we have another presentation it's a request for development experience from the erstwhile town resident Mike lovebson
12: Well,
0: I didn't know how to spell that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Loves, I mean, if you could perhaps uh, introduce your... Uh, yes, of course. Your uh, associate. Your associate.
12: Tarvey councillors good afternoon my name is Mike Loveson and I'm here to represent Altamart Investments 1993 this evening regarding a project on our West Hill site in Peace River with me today is Troy Spelt from Camden Construction who have been selected by PV Industries to build a PV Mart on the property here in Peace River as some of you know we've developed portions of our 15 acre site on the West Hill beginning with the opening of our own store Friesen Brothers in June of 1993. Since that time various business entities have joined us including McDonald's, Tim Hortons, TV Financial, Petro Canada, Shoppers Drug Mart, Pet Valley, and Warehouse One. The companies have added to the business community here in Peace River and as expected the surrounding Peace River area. We're very pleased to be a part of the business community for the past 59 years starting with our original location in downtown Peace River, and I spent some time driving the town this afternoon. Our parents moved here in 1962, and this community provided our company, but more importantly, our family, a great place to live and grow up in. The lessons we learned as children and as young adults helped prepare us to navigate whatever life had in store for us, and Peace River will always be our own. In our company, we publish weekly for our team our promise and our values. Our promise is to deliver a unique Alberta food experience. Our values include, we believe really great food matters. We believe in the value of human connection and we believe in the tradition of the craft. This promise and values have been developed, nurtured and lived for over 65 years in business and life. Although these values and our promise are very specific to our food operations, our development arm believes these as well and we commit to the belief in the value of human connection. We've had PV Industries as tenants for just about 28 years and in that time, they have been good, solid business partners. They're owned by a family from Red Deer and we've had an excellent relationship with them. Over the past six or seven years, we've discussed the opportunity for an expansion and our relocation into a larger facility. Recently, our discussions have moved forward and today we have a deal in principle to have them relocate just north of our existing Friesen Brothers building. As you can see by the rendering from their builder Camden Construction, the building will be just more than double the present facility with expansion identified to take the final build out to just about three times the present store. Their commitment to Peace River has been clear from the start of our discussions and and they are eager to get going. That being said, you can imagine our surprise along with Camden Construction and PV Industries when we received a note from administration regarding certain expectations for this development's approval. To be clear, we desire development that addresses the needs of our collective customers. We wanted to reflect our company vision along with PV Industries' vision for the future and by looking after the customers from Peace River plus those who travel into Peace River. We believe this is a great opportunity for our companies, but more important, the teams of excellent people that we have working with us. You can imagine my concern along with the folks from PV when we were informed by Mr. regarding a few requirements on the DP and specifically street lighting on 78th Street, 80th Street and 97th Avenue. As mentioned, our store was built in 1993 and personally it makes no sense that we are required to add street lights to roads that we don't own. To be clear, it seems to me that we have lights already in the east part of the property, but to require us to provide street lights to the north and western parts of the property at this time is unreasonable. As well, Troy has indicated that a sidewalk on the property is a requir- requirement for the DP, however, it, it seems to me that possibly a pedestrian traffic signal on behalf of the folks in the trailer park would ensure and accommodate any connectivity between where the people live in an adjacent residential development and where they could shop. What has been described to me is a sidewalk on the exterior part of the property, which presumably which would presumably continue as the parcel is development, developed. This seems like a sidewalk from nowhere to nowhere. In the definitions and interpretations part of the MDP, the word shall, should and may have different meanings. Shall is mandatory. Should is subject to and may is discretionary. In looking at the development, as long as clear pedestrian connectivity happens between the only adjacent residential development and the site, we're satisfying 6.3.4 of the MDP. Insofar as encouraging pedestrian movement, I don't know how anyone can do more than encourage someone walking. If they want to drive, they will drive. If they want to run, they will run. If they want to walk, they will walk. We believe this proposal has answered all the safety concerns and provisions for responsible development. Looking at our population here in Peace River, it seems to me that we're the same today as we were in the early 1980s. We realize the surrounding town area has grown. However, the commercial activity has stagnated somewhat. In researching the commercial property VPs in the last 12 years, it seems to me that once you remove the two carter dealerships built by the Priestner family and the Alberta Health Services building, along with the Fountain Tire building built by C L L, the commercial construction part of our community has been relatively quiet. We don't want to miss this opportunity to have a new P V Mart in our community that I'm sure of. I encourage you to let PV Industries and Altameter Investments, along with Camden Camden Construction, construct this building as submitted without requiring us to provide lights on the Town of Peace River roadways, to have us provide a pedestrian traffic signal for the people who live in the adjacent residential development and to not build the sidewalks. Seems to me that the Town of Peace River has a goal to attract and facilitate diverse, long-term economic growth that in turn fosters stability and business retention. This statement is from your municipal development plan, specifically the very comprehensive and clear part of the economic development portion of the MDP. At this table, we have two long-term companies who want to invest in the future of Peace River. Let them do so. Troy.
13: Uh, Your Worship and councillors, thank you for uh, the opportunity to speak with you today. Uh, your phone name? Uh, Troy Spelt. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm an owner with uh, Camden Construction. Uh, we've been around for 36 years. We develop, uh, we build buildings, we develop uh, property wherever our clients take us. We've been working with PV on numerous projects throughout Alberta Saskatchewan. So um, we have uh, their best interest in mind. And uh, they, they have the community um, where they're involved in, where they, where, they, um, establish a comp- where they establish their buildings so they have the community in mind for sure. So they're an amazing company and they're growing fast. So um, we're just involved, uh, we're just starting a new 40,000 square foot uh, PV mart in Red Deer and, uh, and then they really want to establish this new building here as well. So. We're looking forward to working with you folks. Um, as, uh, as Mike was saying, Mr. Lubson was saying, that um, and, and the the conditions of the development permit, I feel that we've addressed them on this latest rendition of the site plan. And the site plan looks like this, it has a kind of a big stop sign. I'm not sure if you've all seen it. I, I emailed it to Alicia and some of the, the folks uh, on the weekend. I wanted to um, have the site plan ready for discussion. Um, the The important aspects, of course, for the development permit conditions are number one, landscaping. Uh, we want to address those uh, those conditions, and also um, pedestrian connectivity and uh, the movements of uh, people um, in and around the parking parking yard, parking stalls, and into the building, and from other buildings across um, in the same adjacent parking stall parking lot um, and subdivision so one of the most important um, items of course is um, that we're here to discuss is the pedestrian connectivity we want to it's important for PV to con- uh, keep the pedestrians um, and um, clients to the front of their buildings um, they, so what we've done is we've we've shown some um, crosswalk. Hash, hatch marks from the uh, Freeze and Bros grocery store um, north um, with a pedestrian sign towards the front of PV. Uh, there will be a pair of ramp uh, for barrier free travel, and then um, that will get the pedestrians into the building. There's a bike stand uh, that will that PV um, likes to see as well for, um, um, for people who ride their bikes. And then once they get in, once they get to the front of the store, of course they have automatic doors that open, uh, so people can enter the store, um, um, and it's easier for barrier-free people to enter the store as well. As as you move north along PV's frontage, there uh, we propose a parap ramp and cross hatch across um, across the main road that passes PV Mark to kind of a pork chop style. Uh, Curve and then directly north towards the um, residential area. We feel that most of the um, pedestrian traffic will come from the um, residential section to the north. So that's where we want to focus, Um, keeping everybody to the front of the building um, so that they can um, provide business to the PV Mart and to the other facilities. Uh, With the pedestrian traffic, of course, we'll have to have pedestrian signs. So we we, we propose um, across 97th Ave um, some flashing solar signs that uh, when when a, a pedestrian is there, they can push the button and it'll light up so that they can cross safely. Once we're once uh, they're um, in the PV area and also Friesen Brothers area, then of course they have the direct uh, route to go anywhere, just like. Anybody else would do whether they're parking in the parking stall in front of PD, Fries and Brothers, they typically take the direct route to the um, to the store. However, we do have a large cross hatch um, in front of the store, in front of the um, um, barrier free or handicapped parking stalls, with the curb that's cut so that people that are um, in a wheelchair can go from their handicapped stalls um, through the the two separated curbs into the building. That's uh, in general uh, the, pedestrian, the pedestrian connectivity. And then, as they as the pedestrians go south, then they have all access to all the other stores. I don't have um, at this time. I don't have any um, more information on how pedestrians move through the other uh, parts of the subdivision, but. I walk there. I walk this uh, site today, and uh, there's there's uh, curbs, there's um, islands, there's uh, there's obviously people when they park there, they go directly to the store that they want to go in. Um, the next the next topic I want to talk about is uh, the landscaping. Uh, PV does like trees. They they are they do like trees. They like shrubs. Uh, they're not against that, um, but they don't they. Do not want to hinder the visual of their store, so um, they uh, they want to keep the trees in their parking lot away from the front of the of the store. And so what we've what we've shown are four large uh, maple trees. I guess when they become mature, they will be away from the front of the store, so that when people park, the tree doesn't cover the visualization of their business. It's very important that people see the PV mark. They don't want to, um, PV doesn't want to be um, hindered by uh, the, the trees that are right up against the store. So we've placed trees on the west side of the parking lot, four of them. And then on the south side, I feel we've enhanced the uh, the entrance way where cars from 80th Street um, Enter the subdivision, and there will be some columnar aspens and some shrubs along the south side of the building to enhance that entrance, and to provide some screening for their um, for their display area and compound. Also, we've shown some landscaping on the northwest corner of the building to um, to give that extra enhancement for landscaping. So I feel that our landscaping has met and exceeded the requirements for the landscaping. So we have 22 trees, we have uh, 29 shrubs and also the trees, we've added some trees around the perimeter of the display area and compound and they're lower growing trees um, so that it doesn't con- uh, conflict with aqua-electric. So they're dwarf dwarf uh, scotch pines and uh, purple spire culinary. Asples, columnar, I think. Yeah, <laughs> they're purple spire columnar crab apples. So. Um, and then uh, it's also important to note that PV really wants people to see into their compound. They they like to have the black chain link um, fencing, um, but they don't want to cover up any of their display. That's part of their sales. Um, when people drive by, they want to. They want people. Uh, PD wants to have people see into their display area, so that it spurs on business for them. So, the store, um, the store is uh, brightly colored. It's attractive. It's uh, when you go into their into their building, it's brightly lit. Um, we call it uh, the best urban farmer store around. Right. So they, they provide a great business for the community. They hire lots of people in the community as well. So I went through, sorry, I I've I went through the, um, the land use bylaw and I went through some of the uh, requirements uh, for 6.33 of the Municipal Development Plan. So I feel that we've, we've met the, um, standards for building design, the appearance, the landscaping, the signage. Uh, PB will apply for their own building, um, own development permit for their signage. Uh, They have a marketing team that they will apply for a signage permit separately. I feel we've met the requirement for uh, pedestrian walkability um, from the landscape area to the building and to the other buildings. This building is a a permitted use. Uh, They will have an outdoor display area. Uh, Their building is a warehouse and distribution sales, so I feel that we've met the permitted use requirements. And and I feel that we've exceeded the landscaping requirements on the site, um, which says that we should have soft landscaping for all the pedestrian areas, building walls, both within and around parking areas, alongside the vehicle access ways, on the mall side, uh, site, and um, the storage and loading areas. So I don't have any other
0: things to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll will start it off here. Uh, mine mine isn't. Necessarily a question, but just a comment, uh, uh, just on the lighting, uh, Mr. Wilson I, I should uh, mention that uh, about four years ago, when my face was all over this town and people recognized me, uh, I had uh, two employees, uh, one at uh, McDonald's and, and one at uh, Tim Hortons, and they uh, live in the uh, trailer park. And. <coughs> And these were uh, young women, and they did. Uh, they brought up the fact that there's very poor lighting in the area, and uh, and their concerns were around their own safety in terms of because they they would uh, they would just walk uh, back and forth from Kid uh, Hortons and and, uh, and McDonald's and their uh, areas of their uh, their employment. Uh, Companies and uh, and uh, sorry for the lungs. um, but the um, and and just walk over to their uh to their domiciles, in uh in the uh in the. Uh, what what is the court? What is the German court called? Chevy Heights. Chevy Heights. Heights. Yeah. So I, I I'll just make that comment. Uh, so there there is a. Uh, Feeling that there is uh, for people that live in that area that there a very good lighting. see <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. And uh, uh, and and I would actually have to agree because once they brought it up with me, I, I've i uh, I looked at it and, and I I would concur that uh, with their concerns, but uh, I will. Uh, Open it up for other questions, Ms. Uh, Ms. Downey.
4: Thank you, Your Worship. First time I've used the microphone in a few months, like eight, Uh, so I'm really excited to hear about this. Uh, I, too, remember when IGA opened up on on the Hill in June of 1993. I'm pretty sure we got a free cake. So, uh, and at the time, I remember Mike's dad Mr. (laughs) Lubson saying this is just the start that was part of his his speech when there when the store opened was that this was just the start and and it was true we've seen a number of developments come in that area since then but since I've been sitting in this chair one of the things that I've noticed is that we jumped ahead with developments without saying what else are we going to need 10 years or in 20 years right what what does it look like what is this community gonna look like and I I hear you about that the the sidewalk to nowhere Um, it makes me think of the development just on the far east side of uh, Spruce Grove where there was a gas station And the home sense of winners, just as you and i remember coming there and thinking what are they going to do with all of these little side streets and sidewalks and it's filled up right and it's become a a big stop area but my question is actually for mr spell is that is this a surprise is this a new thing for your developments to see where they say we need more lights and we need more sidewalks Is, is that a new part for you for development I, I'm not experienced enough to know, but I wonder. Thank you. Um,
13: we've worked in many municipalities, um, whether it's uh, Sherwood Park, Edmonton, um, Red Deer, Saskatchewan, some of the communities in Saskatchewan, and each municipality has its own uh, uh, requirements. Uh, in this particular uh, scenario, uh, there are no other sidewalks around the area. Um, so when people drive into this subdivision, um, they park, they go to the store, and they drive out. Um, I was walking around the subdivision, and I didn't see anybody walking around the subdivision. Nobody was walking from Walmart or to uh Fries Brothers or the other stores, and back and forth, people are just driving. Um, so when I work with PV on some of this stuff yes it's important for pedestrian connectivity um, that term is is becoming more and more however um, we're starting um, there are some municipalities that have the sidewalks um, already in place there's some municipalities that uh, have are going to be putting in their own sidewalks because they want it done a certain way so that they have they handle themselves and then there's at the startup, um, and if a new subdivision um, is developed, then then right off the bat, the the developer and the municipality work together to create a, uh, an overall plan on how that starts and how that stops, and and the and the surveyors work together with how the pedestrian connectivity starts and stops. Um, in this scenario, it's it's tough because this is. Uh, uh, We're trying to connect the residential subdivision with this, but on the east side, there's just nobody there. There's no development there. So like uh, Mr. Loveson said, it it starts somewhere and it stops somewhere, but doesn't go anywhere.
12: Just my, I appreciate your comment, Mayor Turvey. Um, You know, on the, what is it? A11 is a a lighting plan for the, the PV mark, but what we're going to also do at the same time is we're going yeah, to, the, the, the land that's that's west of this to the road that goes to the Walmart, we're going to be paving that as well with appropriate lighting. So generally speaking, if you talk specifically about the folks coming from the trailer park, the, the parking lot on right at the, at, you know, the, in the north part of our property will be lit all the way to if they work at, you know, McDonald's or... Um, you know, Tim Hortons. But, you know, it, it's going to be whatever it is in the trailer park right now to that, to the crossing light. And then, then once you get onto, the, onto this site, we can, we're going to provide clear lighting all the way through. So, not only from here, from the PV Mart site, all the way to the road that goes to the Walmart. So, um, you know, Jason Schubert is going to be here, going to be applying for a development permit specific to, to paving. And then we're going to leave some area on the back for additional CRUs that are hopefully going to be coming quite quickly so we don't want to pave over that and then have to chop it fired out so we're just going to cut the asphalt one at a time and and do that so from a from a visibility point of view from a lighting point of view uh there's it's going to be very very bright very bright
11: Yes, Mr. Lovett. do you do you actually have a copy of that plan for us?
13: Yeah. All right. here's a large set if you want. Did you, you send it up to Council to see? I emailed it to Alicia and uh, some the, yeah, this I, Just I think you sent it out already. Uh, the one you guys have is the older
6: site plan, oh, so you okay. don't have the updated version. Yeah,
11: because when you're talking about lighting, like I have that up on my screen right now. When you're talking about lighting, I'm only seeing... There's um, there's a there's an attached PDF there. I so okay, here here's a big one right here. That's the but the it's line. not that. No,
14: what okay, we yeah. have that no. you're JP. gonna have all those four circles are probably
13: full lighting. Yeah, yeah. they're thirty they're thirty foot high light okay. standards with uh, four LED heads. That's in the parking lot, and then there's three 30 foot poles in the in the display area with three um, LED heads. And there's uh, two existing um, aqua-electric lights already on the corner of 80th and 97th. Okay. So the, the area will be well lit when it's when it's all done.
15: I just emailed Council a copy, a digital copy of the plans, so you can pull it off on the screens as well. Or
12: so generally speaking, if you continue that, that grid, all the way over to the road that we've got, the intake road for, across from Walmart. That'll be the same, the same um, uh, component there for sure.
0: I, yeah, I just mentioned the lighting uh, because I know that you have two young, uh, two adult daughters and uh, of course uh, safety is- Paramount. Yeah, so uh, i I, I pass that along and I'm sure that you'll uh, take measures to,
14: sure of course Mr. Um, no. well, i was just going to say so if uh, i mean i sort of think of other things i've seen in the, that are comparable if you walk along most tower center parking lots or shopping center parking lots in the city where there's a bunch of stores they're all lit and they have the big towers you're talking about the 30 footers. your parking lots are they're lit you can't find a dark spot I mean, for one security who wants a dark spot where people can do stuff, And are supposed to be very close to your properties. But So what I'm kind of visualizing is that from the driveway going into Chevy all the way through in any of your parking lot areas, you're going to be in light, period. Yes. There really won't be any dark spot even going in front of the store or going around the store, cutting kitty corner across the parking lot from there. The area that you're not developing, that I can see it where it's kind of the old dirt area where it looks like there's um, traffic, sort of the dirt tracks or the tire tracks. Um, no one's walking there really anyways, and it's good, if they are, it's going to be a whole lot better having the pavement close by in winter spring, and that's a muddy area at the best of times. So, yeah, I think I see what you're saying here. So, basically, this whole thing's going to turn it at some point into one big center with a huge parking lot and lights yeah, all over.
12: Yeah, And well, I guess we could wait to... to to pave it but we're not going to do that we're going to pave it all at the same time and then it's we just wait for the tenants to whoever wants to you know relocate right beside pb we'll be ready for them when it's time
1: if there's no further questions your worship I would put a motion on the floor um, well we don't I think we, we did do that during presentations
0: okay
5: suppose we. Like we Admin is
12: bringing
3: us something next week. Too. I
5: think I just. Uh, <laughs> can I just ask a question, yes. Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Luxon? Can you just expand on? Um, I lost it now. Uh, the, the stoplight or the flashing light? Yeah. That was so. Cheviot, you get into Cheviot on that little lane, yes. and you're saying right there you would have a a flashing pedestrian light of some sort.
12: Yes on well, both sides we're proposing on both sides so um, you sometimes see these at schools at school crosswalks so you hit the little thing and then it would flash you know going back and forth so the safety part of this development would be enhanced greatly it's going to be lit and there's going to be when it's time to come across from Chevy on both sides of the road, they'll be um, um, you know what I'm talking about. So pretty much, much the same style
11: started. that's at eighth uh, that, uh, <laughs> Street in Kinsman Park, Yeah, the, it's yeah. the white stroke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you're coming out of, a, out of a lit residential development to those lights, pop the lights, and then you come over and it's all going to be, you know, I have a picture of them, yeah. one of those things. Yeah. 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 So.
0: yeah. Thank you. got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there. but yes, uh, not your worship.
4: I'm sorry, uh, administration is going to make a presentation on this at what date?
0: No, what, what
2: we'll do is we'll provide a report. A report, next council pardon me. Yeah, if Thank um, you. I'm just concerned, can we uh, for sure have it for the next council meeting? We'll have a report for council to uh, consider at the next council meeting.
0: When is the next council meeting?
2: The 26th regular council meeting, 26th of July.
12: Thank yeah. Thank you,
0: gentlemen. that was Good to
13: see you. Did you guys like an arch copy of?
0: Uh. You can read that with Ms. Morty, I think, you're you're as well. Sure.
12: Thanks again, everybody. Have a great evening.
0: Okay, we will now uh, move into the uh, bylaw section of the agenda. Uh, there's a request for decision of 21 legislative remediation bylaw part one. Uh, uh, do, you, do you want to uh, say anything at this point? Uh, covered it in
7: some detail already so yes we have um for those tuning in you could just flip back to the public hearing portion of the meeting um, to get most of the details um again just to reiterate that uh, staff recommendation is that uh, council consider the second and third meeting of bylaw 2102 which is the legislative remediation bylaw part one uh, which would repeal obsolete and operative We've done relevant or otherwise ineffective bylaws. Okay, uh, if there's no further questions. I'll move second
11: reading. Okay. All in
7: favor?
0: Uh, Somebody want to...
11: I'll move third reading.
0: Okay, all in favor? Okay, that's done. There's also a request for decision under bylaws. First readings for bylaws 2104 Upper West Peace North Area Structure Plan. Uh, Bylaw 2105, Upper West Peace North uh, Area Structure Plan Amendment to MDP. Uh, I'm not sure what MDP is. And 2106, Upper West Peace North Area Structure
6: Plan Redistricting. MDP is Municipal Development Fundamental. Correct, thank you. Yes, uh, so I'm here to present for. Uh Three bylaws that all need first reading, they are traveling together, they are interrelated. The first bylaw is the Upper West Peace North Area Structure Plan, which we have been working on since January of 2020. And its intent is to align the planning framework in the Upper West Peace North Area with the uh, Shasbury Trail Utility Realignment Project, which is also occurring this year. Uh, The plan realigns the, uh, the land, proposed land uses in the area to be consistent with the utility realignment so that the utilities are in place and have maximum utility for the future development of the area. Uh, Consistent with the requirements of the MGA, we have undertaken a public consultation process of the plan document to provide uh, the community as well as interested uh, agencies and provincial departments the opportunity to provide feedback on the plan and we have integrated those comments into the plan document, so the plan itself is now ready for first reading. Uh, and then, related to the to the plan, we have two accompanying land or bylaw amendments. The first is to update the future land use concept of the municipal development plan, which is our higher level planning document. That is uh, bylaw 2105, and then bylaw 2106 amends the land use bylaw to redistrict the area to the Ag Urban Reserve District, which is what the area structure plan calls for as the the holding district until future subdivision and development, because the plan does provide for some flexibility. So exactly which land use district is appropriate for future development is to be determined based on the future demands of, uh, of development in the area. So we don't know at the moment, and therefore Ag Urban Reserve is the appropriate district. So council has the option to this evening to provide first reading to the three bylaws or to decline to provide first reading. Uh, It is administration's recommendation that you provide first reading, after which we will undertake statutory advertising and referrals, consistent with the MGA, and then schedule a public hearing. And I can take any questions that you might have on the plan document itself. Uh, Now is a good moment if there are any small tweaks that need to happen. it would be good to hear about them now, so that we can integrate them and provide that uh, publicly at the public hearing itself uh, in the future. So I can go over the plan in more detail if Council likes, but I know we have seen this before. So uh, I can also just open the floor to questions. There any questions? Okay.
0: Uh, so I'll take your motions on this. One Individual and I'll move first reading for
14: bylaw twenty-one oh four I'll move first reading for bylaw twenty-one oh four upper west peace north area structure plan
1: all and, your worship if you wish I could do the first reading of bylaw twenty one oh five upper west peace north amendment to the MDP
0: okay uh, School development plan all in down and you wanted to. Do.
4: Thank you, Your Worship. I would like to make first reading to Bylaw 2106, Upper West Peace North, Area Structure Plan Redistricting. Uh,
0: all in favor?
6: Okay.
0: All first reading, so we go for advertising now. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Uh, what, do, what should we expect to see you back here?
6: I am anticipating the first council meeting in August. Oh. I'm anticipating the first council meeting in August, provided all the advertising goes according to plan. Okay.
0: We have an unfinished business item. No, that's been removed. So we will go straight to new business Uh, request for decision on the interest charge relief. So is uh, staff going to make a staff report on this request, if that
7: is correct? That's in your agenda? And, uh, yep, uh, you're worshiping council. So there is a staff report on this item. So I will um, let council know that uh, we did work with the the ratepayer to try to deal with it at the staff level. Um, it's our policy that we do not waive um, penalty charges on. Um, an account where we were not somehow or, or somewhat in the at fault for uh, those charges so if there's an instance where for example we may have mailed it to the wrong um, address or uh, not acted on a land title change or whatever we will uh, We will make those corrections in this case. So um, this is clearly an instance where the uh, ratepayer just didn't notice or um, wasn't able to act on the the uh, property tax amount um, and then incurred the charges and uh, some oversight on their part and doesn't appear to be on on ours so um, we weren't able to deal with it administratively um, as a repairs right they can come and address council which Mr. Ducette did um, but the staff's position and the recommendation um, is that council does not um, waive the penalty charge on on uh, this amount on their 2020 property tax bill. Any questions
0: of Mr. Uh, so it's getting me closer. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, <coughs> I like coughing and I'm spreading COVID through the microphone. Um, Mr. Ten, uh, I or any questions of Mr. Town? that's what I was Ms. Downing. <laughs> Thank you, Your Worship,
4: <laughs> Mr. Town. Uh, during the presentation, it was addressed about notices. Uh, is is there a, is there a glitch in our in our process? Because this isn't our first time we've faced this. Are people like I mean, stuff gets missed. That that goes without saying. We sent out a notice in November, which is great, um, but. And, and I know last year was an unusual year. I understand all of that, right? But is there is there something, a process or a, a glitch that we could sort of bridge a bit of the gap when it comes to this this topic?
7: Um, I'm not sure, and I'll be honest, I in the time that I've been here, I think council has seen three or four of these. So maybe one per year. Out of our 3,200 tax bills that go out. So, um, you know, they really seem to be infrequent events and um, unusual for, or pretty rare for lack of a better word. So, I I don't know if it's a glitch in our system. I think as we um, improve over time and and things become a bit more automated, we are looking at processes to be able to send out um, not just property tax bills, but utility bills, for example, electronically. Um, you know so electronic notices could become more common in the future but you know at this point the the paper system you know it's what we have it does seem to scoop up the vast vast majority of the um, those those instances where uh, items may have been missed so I,
4: I do Go have one follow-up
7: supplemental. It's supplemental
4: thank you so in 2020 did we charge interest from November
7: to June, or was it still from June to June? What um, the date for the change for 2020 is we normally charge interest on July 1st, August 1st, September 1st, and then on December 31st. In 2020, we started charging interest in September, so September 30th or October 1st, um, October 31st and November 30th. So the tax notice timeline kind of ran into when the bills were were kind of still outstanding. So, um, and then the wording that was on our, our existing notices said, you know, your tax bill which was too blank is overdue. Yeah, it wasn't the case. And we weren't able to, to satisfactorily um, change it to get it out in, in a way that made any sense. So um, that, that is a bit of a flaw in the, the singular issue one, one time there. Um, that we we didn't overcome at the time and um but again kind of a unique circumstance um, around that thank you We're but, uh, uh, i'll let uh lady measure that you're here
5: so i'm getting more confused now so say i was the person uh, june 30th arrived i didn't pay my taxes last year um time went on and suddenly i paid them um september 30th would i have paid interest on those three months
7: um, no. No, you would not have been charged a penalty until October 1st. So Mr. Doucette would not have been charged a penalty for, um, well, three months. July. No, July. Yeah. So so Mr. Doucette's case, um, instead of, like last year if he would have missed his bill, he would have been charged interest three times, July, August, September, he was still charged the same interest three times, it was just later in the year. September, October, November, the end of those months. So, you know, the, the change in the um, penalty dates really didn't impact this okay. per se, it's just the change in the penalty dates tripped up our normal process so, um, in terms of our reminder notices.
5: So he did not pay a penalty for three months and the 2000 or so
7: dollars that's referred to here is for the rest of the year? well it's for the it's for the three interest payments that were incurred later than normal and the january 1st interest amount which is 18 percent okay i'm getting it down thank you
0: mr good you had
5: a
14: question yeah um uh, you're correct that we've only had three or four of these that i can remember on this last term and that's pretty normal there there aren't a lot of them but in this case where i'm seeing a bit of a difference You can correct me if I'm wrong. Is normally, I mean, I don't think I don't think this is an issue of uh, an address that somebody didn't provide us. I believe we had his address, right? His address, his address was correct. Yes. But in the past, had had the had the notice gone out in September or whatever normal time, he probably would have seen it. Am I correct? I would assume. Okay. He probably would have seen it, and in this case. You know, it, again, you know, you, I, I agree with the principle of not letting people off, but there's the bit where it says, unless it's kind of somewhat our fault. And in this case where our letter didn't go out because of the COVID situation and uh, Diamond not being able to handle a change in the letter. He had provided us with a proper address that if there had been something sent out even at six months, he probably wouldn't have, got would have gotten it. He may be in here appealing the six months also, but he would have been saying, I didn't know I was late, right? I got my now, I get my notice, I come back in. So in this case, where I see a bit of a difference was the gentleman um, has a ton of properties, hasn't missed anything, pays all of his bills all the time, seems to be doing everything right. Um, doesn't get a notice in any kind of reasonable time that is late, where in normal years he would have, and didn't. Am I wrong on this? That in the normal years, he
7: probably would have been made aware at some point that something was going on. Um, I, I would agree, like typically, yeah, there would have been some notification mechanism that that would be sent him. yes. Right, and so, I, again,
14: I know it's, it's my responsibility not to speed, it's my responsibility to pay my bills sometimes, it's my responsibility. But to a degree it's kind of like putting up, telling a person afterwards that you can't steal a rope from the factory floor, the minute you tell them after it's done that nobody else could steal a rope on the factory floor, you got to forgive the guy that stole the you put the sign up. You can't warn a person after something and then go after them for it. So. In this case I sorta of see where this era, there is a difference in this one case that had our system been working normally under normal circumstances he probably would have received it within a month. Maybe there would have been a couple hundred bucks or something like that. But there wouldn't have been a two thousand dollar bill. I mean two thousand dollars is a substantial amount of dollars. He's not contesting the tax and we didn't do what we normally did. So I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to argue it further. But I think this, well, I don't like making exceptions. In this case, I can see enough room to go, yeah, that's kind of understandable. Yeah,
0: uh, you know, I'll, um, I'll, I'll go, on and then we'll just go right around it. Um, so um, Mr. Descent talked about having a lot of properties and uh mr good referred to them as a ton of properties how many are we talking about are we talking
7: uh 50 and he missed one or are we talking five and he missed one um actually don't have that information i'm not positive i would divulge it if i did right um you know i will also say that this you know if someone does have a, a lot of properties there's probably a system in place to um, make sure that the finances around said properties are, are up to date. Um, you know, so more like a business enterprise rather than a personal one. And under that scenario, um, you know, if you're running accounts for these, that's when you tend to notice if something may have been missed. You know, that's why we do our, our variance reports to see what's been missed and whatnot. You know, in this case, um, you know, not to disparage Mr. Duset, but you know, typically if they're kind of running some type of business accounts. Um, they would notice when things have been missed so there's opportunities on on his end i would assume to to properly capture these things so you know that's a miss on his his end perhaps so you know that's kind of the the other argument for someone that has multiple properties they tend to have um, a structure in place where they would capture or catch these things or whatever. Uh, Mr. Parker, do you,
2: do you- I'd also like to add uh, when it's a business entity, the tax is actually federally deductible, uh, deductible as a legitimate expense. And when if so, what you're basically saying is, should we transfer this from the federal to the municipal? And so he does have the ability to uh, basically use this as a federal
0: tax uh, deduction. So uh, my follow-up uh, on that is. Uh, do we end up setting a precedence on this? I.e., um, is is there? A, do you think this is this really is? May may other people come? Uh, are you would you expect other people to come in and uh, perhaps use this, the same uh, rationale um, based on the non-payment of some of the. Uh, taxes
7: that are out there um well i cannot say for certain i right. would not discount it uh, and, and what
0: if we were to set a president uh, how many do you think that we might request that we might get although how about ma-
7: the maximum requests that we would get um based on outstanding accounts at year end um, I'm really going to put myself on a limb. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it'd be close to 100. Mm-hmm. Um, people or properties have been outstanding at year end, so. Right. Uh, well, we,
0: we're going to go around. Uh, so if
1: you can remember yours uh, by the time we get around. Well, never mind if Tom Good could, could remember. I'm trying to remember calling. Colin either remembers. <laughs> you know, I don't don't know. My blood boils. You know, as a resident, you have responsibility to pay your goddamn taxes. They're due on June 30th. They've been due on June 30th for the last 100 friggin' years. Give me a break. Pay your bloody taxes. That's the end of the story. Don't give me excuses. I forgot. I lost it. I did this. Managed to pay all the other ones. No. Like, i'm pretty sure that the business community if i was to ask them to write a check for this amount of money for this resident i'm pretty sure they wouldn't do it like this is president setting this we should not be doing this uh, i sympathetic he's got obviously he's got other properties that he spoke about and obviously it's a fairly big bill but i i just can't see it um, i have some sympathy but you're a property owner pay your taxes i'm sure when he sends a bill out when somebody installs carpet in somebody's house and they don't pay their bill i'm sure he doesn't forgive about it like this is this is business this is business you pay your taxes you pay them on time period And i think bylaw
0: number five was actually june 30th I believe it was I think it's June 30th at midnight. Now, if you wanted to make the
1: argument, Your Worship, that I dropped the check in the mail at the town office and I put it under the door and and then Mr. Town wanted to charge me interest because I didn't pay it, I would maybe listen to the argument that I dropped the check off and it was in a, a little slot on the back window. But uh, I think people need to pay their taxes
11: and uh, I'm, I'm, I won't be voting for this.
1: Uh, Mr. Ford.
11: I tend to agree with uh, Councillor Needham everybody needs to pay their taxes however I'm going to agree on this one with uh, with Councillor good I think this is a one-off um, from what I heard from the presentation uh, this gentleman has multiple properties um, he had one property that I heard in the presentation that slipped through the cracks because everything was set up on a monthly payment um, as uh, Mr. Town or Director Town had mentioned to us we have a little bit of a glitch in the system where our system could not send out that notice, even though we're not required to send out that notice. Um, from my question that Mr. Town
6: answered um, earlier was we sent these notices out for quite a number of
11: years already, so I kind of uh, would be in favor of option one. Um, okay, uh,
0: Mr. Or do you have a
3: question uh, well I don't know. this is one of those things because you know he's, he's uh, you know a friend to a few on council and, and it, this is kind of the part of the job when you when you run for it you're like I really hope I don't run into this and then you do uh, and you have to say no you don't want to and and, and it's not fair but uh, you know uh, we, I've had my own you know like with the, the transfer of property in June and Trying to sort that out with the tax department, and it's 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 difficult. It was a pain. It was not easy, and and um, and so yeah, I, I'm i I'm not unfamiliar with difficulties with with this kind of situation. But but at the same time, I mean, the first thing I did when I got more than one was set up a spreadsheet and put all the columns in, and the water, and the power, and the whatever else. And if one of those is empty, it should stand out to you. And, I have to say this is, unfortunately, from in my opinion, more of a bookkeeping error on their end than, than on ours. Even though we do generally send out those those notices, if you're keeping your papers properly, this this doesn't get missed.
0: Okay, well, one uh, back to
14: the, the supplemental, <laughs> um, which is which is just basically that on, in the case of when you talk about the hundred other um, taxes that are unpaid. Um, chances are if I'm correct that those are they're not coming in today and saying I'm going to pay my taxes tomorrow they're not paying the taxes period and they're not quibbling about the
7: penalty they're tough
14: their taxes aren't being paid am I correct on that
7: um, yes yeah. the majority of those are kind of so a more so frequent delinquent right so the, so the situation we're talking here is the penalty because
14: the gentleman has no qualms with the taxes whatsoever here to check I'll have a check for you right away. In the other case, in which I do understand, it was a good point, um, but they are somewhat different situations to the potential hundred.
2: Yes. Thank you. Yes, they would be. We, we also did have one other incident uh, this year earlier, and that was uh, the very first day we applied the penalty. There's a gentleman uh, that he could have paid his taxes way, way, way back in June, but he said, Oh, he gave me a three month extension. He misread the date that he was supposed to pay. He actually got paid penalties, and it was by one or two days or something to that effect. He ended up paying his penalties because oh, I knew I knew it was supposed to be paid here, and I didn't do so. So um, I'm sure there was a couple of other individuals right. who did the
0: exact same thing. Right. Okay, if there's no further questions on the staff report, uh I will, uh, i'll take
11: a motion mr board Yeah, i guess uh council can make the decision but i'll put a motion on the floor that council waive the penalty charges on the 2020 property tax bill for the tax rule five one three zero zero three totaling
0: two thousand three hundred and eighty eight eighty five dollars okay uh all those in favor uh those against wow oh, Change <laughs> <your face>. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, then,
2: often, no.
0: <laughs> the, the motion is defeated, uh five to two. Um, I I think that's it. We we don't need to uh, do anything else, do we? That's totally fine. Yeah. Um. There is a. Um, that was the interest charge relief. Uh, we have a, there is an item number four to be tabled after 6.30 or 6.20, do I, do I need to?
2: We don't have to worry because we haven't okay. gotten to that one right there, Your Worship. So right. what we'll do okay. is we will uh, deal with the, um, what i recommend is if we just jump to number three, okay, and then we can come back to number two, because okay. I just, just to make well, the only reason I'm thinking is number three is really quick. Number two <laughs> might number two might not, and at 6:30 we have another.
0: Okay, we have to go in camera. Okay, uh, so there's a request for a decision on repeal of D 2004 for authority oh, sure. to hire employees, uh, updated July 9th to correct typo. Okay. okay. So you've got a uh, you've got a policy here. You want to repeal it and then implement it again to correct. So them? so
2: uh, actually uh, it's yes and no. <laughs> we actually have a policy we're asking to uh, uh, repeal, um, and it is already covered in a directive and in a partial other policy. So um, with that, uh, so with the organizational staffing uh, directive that actually covers the component about the CAO saying, all right, um, I have to sign off and do hires. We also have another policy that we follow in the process uh, when we do do hires. So between those two things, it actually makes this policy um, redundant, and uh, so we're just making a recommendation to repeal this policy.
0: Okay. Uh, questions of Mr. Mr. Parker. Right. seems see pretty
3: straightforward. I'll, I'll, I'll move that the 80 authority and our employees be repealed.
0: Okay. Uh, all in favor? Um, we will now go go back to number two of uh, Mr. Parker's recommendation. This is the briefing note neighborhood infrastructure renewal program.
15: hope can do in 10 minutes evening your worship and council yeah i will try to keep this fairly brief into the subject so this is just a basically an update to where we are on a neighborhood infrastructure renewal program and uh, as you kind of notice around town there's not much activity started on this phase of the program and that is due to the case that uh, right now we're trying to resolve All the remain, all the remaining work for the past three phases, and all outstanding claims to date, to ensure that we have the the budget to proceed with with this year's work. So right now we're working with uh, the contractor and our engineering consultant Velocity uh, to get this resolved, and uh, we do have uh, basically. the uh, majority of the work that was uh, not finished last year, which included a lot of the paving down on the uh, that is now complete. So uh, we'll be getting the final inspections done on that. The one thing that uh, I'm kind of waiting for right now, or it's actually two parts that I'm waiting for right now. One is we've issued uh, a formal uh, change notice for this year's work to the contractor, and I'm still awaiting pricing back from the contractor, so I can't really have the work approved until I know paying for it. And the second one is uh, there's uh, still an uh, uh, no outstanding claim uh, between the subcontractor and the contractor that needs to be resolved. And and right now, uh, this last statement. To me, last week was the claim was around 500,000 dollars. So, uh, he said, "Okay, well, what is the claim for?" And he couldn't tell me. So, he was uh, getting all that information uh, to me, and I'll have that information this week to find, you know, what this claim is for and if it's a valid claim or not. Uh, but there again, you know, it would significantly impact. This year's work because we have an approved budget in place for all four years of work. The uh, so way I've kind of scheduled this year's work that we have sufficient funding, as I know, before the outstanding claims, we have sufficient funding to, to move forward with this year's work, but I do still need to know what the value of that outstanding claim is. Uh, before I proceeding, with that to know whether or not I have to come back to Council and request additional funding for this year's work or we can just proceed. So I'm hoping to get, I've told the contractor I need this result this week because we're getting fairly late uh, in the game to start. Uh, I think that there is still a chance to get a significant portion of the work complete. Uh, we may uh, finish up on paving on uh, 94th in spring but we would get all the underground infrastructure uh, done this year and so I think there's a so really good chance of getting that done so tonight I just wanted to kind of give you a quick update of where we're at in that project and why things are being delayed at this point so uh, just trying to be uh, fiscally prudent with our project and making sure that uh, we're Going through this correctly and have, making sure we have all our documentation in order before we proceed. So, I don't know if anybody has any questions for me on that.
3: Yeah, I do. Uh, the subcontractor, the subcontractor pays the contractor who then pays us? That's correct. So, that sounds like what you would say an ish you, not an ish me. That's is correct. <laughs> However,
15: contractors always try to make it my problem. Right. So they always try to say, well, I'm just the middleman. So no, you're the
9: general contractor. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but that's, that's the risk you take. That's why you get a percentage of. That's
5: correct. Yeah. So, okay. Well, do your best, sir. And I believe in you.
0: Yeah.
5: So just one question. If we are delayed in starting a neighborhood improvement project that's planned for this year, is there a possibility that the same street would be kind of totally dug up for two years? Uh, no, I, I would see a good chance of getting all the underground uh,
15: infrastructure in this year and then getting ready. We would be paved by mid July next year. There shouldn't be any reason that we can't achieve that at this extent, knowing what I know
5: today. Yes. So y- there would still have to be an outlay of more gravel in the interim if it wasn't paved right away. So yeah, we would have to put down some traffic
15: gravel for the, for the winter, uh, just to make sure people can transit in and out of their homes over the winter, and there would be a, a small price to pay for that. But that would be fairly minor.
4: Ms. Thank you, Your Worship, Mr. McQuake, uh The traffic gravel would probably be no different than what the currently driving. On. That's correct. Thank you. Uh, the other thing is is. I know that that uh, not all the residents were very were completely happy with our plan on 94th and 95th Street, our avenues, pardon me. Uh, so is there risks involved to us? Are we going to have to revisit the same issue if it gets delayed?
15: Uh, I don't think so at this point. Uh like, I want to make sure I have all my ducks in a row, so my next conversation with the residents on that street, I'm telling them something fairly factual and something that's, you know, I can because one of the things I'm going to be asking for at that point is a schedule from contractors that they can lay out to residents as to how and when they're going to be impacted. And I think that that's the key part, is that communication aspect. It's just communicating to our
0: residents you know, when things are going to happen.
4: Thank you, Your Worship.
0: Yeah, that was a good question because I have the same question. <laughs> 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 Mr. Good. Well, the, what I'm, what
14: I'm sort of not clear on is, um, to extent who has who over which barrel, um, because w- one of the things we're not going to authorize more work until this is sorted out, which means that the other guy wants to do this work, the work he wants to pay it, and get all that stuff done. What's the danger to us if we say yes to that, that he walks away and we've got to pay street we don't have to pay for, or what? That, I guess I'm just not... I'm so not I, I guess the, the, the danger right now is paying
15: for for work that is not really justified. I Like I have no problem in authorizing work that is fair. It's, you know, if the contractor does the work, I believe they should be paid for it. Right. However, you know, uh, we have had some claims in the past where like for sandstone excavation they submitted a claim for $2 million. Right. And no, you can't. If you worked the whole year you could justify that $2 million. So just because you want that money doesn't mean you get
2: that money. And we've had other claims such as uh, uh, a subcontractor hitting uh, uh, a light pole electrical pole and yeah uh, ACO would have to go in and fix it but because ACCO took a couple of days or whatever to get this item fixed the problem is is ACCO is the fire contractor but because that took a while we were blamed that ACCO was the contractor of the town therefore we delayed them so they were able to put in a delay claim and which wasn't valid you know so but Those are the things that you always kind of like worry about by okay, by saying, Yeah, well, we'll continue on with this project, we'll still deal with this other issue. It's such a significant issue, and what we're looking at is 500,000. We need to to know exactly why you're doing this through Late Point. What is it? Okay, that that makes sense. Okay,
14: thanks. Um, I should go this way. You made sense before, now I understand.
0: (laughs) So, um, your request then us is, um, is is this just a uh,
1: yeah, it's just an example from information in your worship okay Can I try the oh, whole question your worship yeah. Yeah. just uh, Jim I, I know, you know we all want to glue in here but uh, moving beyond this issue of uh, the contractors, so it's the timing issue so the water and sewer for those projects you're going to tie back into the river rope right That's and true. I just wondered is the the, the Alberta transportation closure and our project it, it, are they are they going to work out or are we going to end up where we've got River Road closed but then it'll be open and then when we come along we're going to end up closing it again or is there a period where we can we can do both well at, or, as it sits today if we can
15: get started you no know, in July then I think we've got a good chance of coordinating the two so that way we'll get that work done while 94th is closed. Uh, We did take the opportunity earlier in the season to uh, fix the water uh, that was at the uh, trailer dump site. Uh, So that's all completed, that work is all completed. So it's just the tiebacks further up uh, on 94th where it intersects River Road. There's a small section there, but probably the worst that would happen at that point would be we would reduce it to single lane traffic.
2: It, it, Excuse me, you Worshiping Council. We um, have to go in camera right
0: at this moment, so I'm um, just going to be... i will can we just uh, take care of this vote? Okay. And uh, right. I think, I think it's people we'll can wait for two minutes. Uh, so uh, a motion to accept our information would do Mister Nito, all in favor? Okay. Very good. Thank you. go yeah. yeah. uh, in favor? Is Calling it Motion to go on camera? Uh Mr. Ford has made that motion. To all in favor? So uh council has come out of uh at closed session. You're right, thank sir. You're right, sir. Thank you. And um I understand that there uh Ms. Ms. Downing, you're going to make two motions or
4: thank you, your worship. No, I can do it in one motion, okay. I think. Uh, uh coming out of closed session, uh item 9.2 and item 9.3 FOIP Division 2 exceptions to disclosure S7. Oh, pardon me. Did I see? Yeah. Sorry. 14. I apologize. That's embarrassing. I couldn't read the Roman numerals. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let's regroup there. The FOIP Division 2 exceptions to disclosure S17 Dis- disclosure harmful to personal uh, privacy. Both items. Two and three
0: have been deferred to uh july 26th you worship okay so that's your motion that's my motion okay all in favor um that will now take us to back to the regulars, uh the regular meeting um and we have dealt with uh so we dealt with one two three and four um, and item five is a request for a decision regarding capital budget for pool landscape upgrades.
3: Point of yeah, just we, we, we didn't not, we didn't actually do
12: four.
0: Oh well, is number four a different item? Yeah. The, okay, sorry. Uh that's we to go back to number four. Yeah, so uh, and I um, are you going to weakness then, Mr. Scanlon? Or? Well
3: just very simply this uh, this item Is not required. Um, I move we
11: take it off the agenda.
0: Okay, all in favor.
11: So I understand then that special meeting is no longer. Nope.
0: That probably should be the motion that the special council meeting for July 21st is uh, canceled.
3: Can't yeah. However, yeah, that's, that's I mean. probably. But <laughs> we never made it a thing in the first place. Okay. So, can't cancel something that get
0: created. But do you want an actual vote on that, this week
2: Well, actually, uh, technically, it should be canceled because we do have. Technically, we do have an email from all council oh, or majority council you. saying yes, we yeah. are to have this meeting, yeah. and um, because we had. Um, a council meeting before it, you can actually do the recommendation is to have it ratified at this so we still technically have a motion in which you're to call a council meeting on, on this date so by just saying let's how about motion again? Then the to rescind the special council meeting. That would be Okay, so how, how do you want to work? Uh, uh, um, to rescind the special council meeting on the 21st.
3: Okay, so Council Jamborne moves to rescind the special council meeting on the 21st. All in favor? Just
0: submit.
2: And that's totally okay. correct that that for
0: working. Yeah. Okay, now to my favorite subject landscape, or should I say Colin Needham's favorite subject, landscape,
1: I Well
8: I hope this will make Councillor Needham
1: please, cool. but, but ish. It's, not, it's please not, ish. not starting off on the right foot when it's 30% over budget. Yeah,
8: don't disagree, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Your worshiping council, the report before you is a request In regards to the capital budget for the landscape upgrade project, uh, the the, um, project includes retaining wall replacements, the existing wood walls with an Allen block system, uh, both along the front and the side of the building, A new uh, garbage bin enclosure to meet our commercial standard and be a good neighbor because right now the garbage bin is out on the side of the building and uh, rather unpleasant and unsightly Um, the budget did come in after we tendered it out higher than anticipated but there were a couple additions um, that we had not originally looked at adding into the project and one of them is a curb cut on a sidewalk where we do have a crosswalk so there's a bit of an addition there and we underestimated some of the costing around um, where we're taking out brick because of the retaining wall going in we'll have to finish that surface off so it's a more of a continuous uh, concrete surface along the um, New retaining wall edge. So our numbers were slightly off. And the price of lumber is ridiculous, but we're looking at a composite uh, product for the garbage enclosure. So there's some cost differences there. There was a deletable item that we did take out for the recycled bin enclosure. So that's been removed and accounted for um, in this change. So we're looking at approximately $32,000 difference from the submitted bid and the actual $112,000 budget and we are requ- requesting council's <clears throat> excuse me uh approval to increase the overall budget by
1: 32,317 and okay. 17 cents questions Mr. <laughs> yes my favorite talker uh i noticed in your Euro- That they only received one bid for this project. Yeah. So, that's a 30 percent over the budget. So it's a. In any case, is there value in sending this back to the marketplace?
8: No. We had multiple uh, companies attend the worksite um, uh, initial meeting, but we only received the one bid. So there were other companies that participated but chose for whatever reason not to submit a bid. And the company that did submit a bid, where we've worked with them. This is their forte as it were, um, both concrete and Allen Block. And so we'll get a good quality product. We're confident in that. Which, this
0: is kind of interesting because there are quite a few people out there that say they are lands, yeah.
8: The only one we received.
3: I think there's a difference between cutting the grass for you and yeah. actually but, properly landscaping. Of. But
0: there are people that would talk about uh, Like, I don't want to mention it in yeah. commercial <laughs> here, but I okay. mean, there, there seems to be a number of companies that do more than just cutting your grass. For
8: Absolutely. You. There, there would have been a number of companies and, and that were
5: stationed have been, yeah. here in Peace River. Yeah. Right? Yeah. so maybe they're just busy but this company that m- might be hired here yes. or um it intends to
8: do all the job top to bottom yes this september during the pool shutdown period so then there's no impact to our operations and the front entryway is the biggest um, operational impact huh.
0: okay any other questions
4: Your worship, if there are no other questions, I'd like to make a motion. That that council approved the increase to the pool landscaping upgrade capital budget by 32,317 and 17 cents to be funded through the capital reserve for a total project budget of 144,317 and 17 (laughs) cents. All in
0: favor?
8: Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you, Mr. Councilor. Thank you. I'm glad Miss Downing didn't suggest that that money come out of the council honorarium. <laughs> uh, hey, hey where are you going? Oh,
8: do I
0: have another? Well, there is a request for a decision on policies oh, and procedures yeah. on the Peace Regional Pool. That is
8: correct. This particular item is a request to rescind a policy that is on the books with the Town of Peace River. Um, What we have in place is legislatively required, uh, called the Safety Supervision Plan. It was attached for your general information as proof that we have this more than well covered within that plan. Um, It gives council an opportunity to review what POOL does in terms of our general operating um, uh, procedures and directives. So the request this evening is to repeal D-72-1994-03, Policies and Procedures Peace Regional POOL. And if you have any questions around the safety supervision plan, I could provide
0: those. Are you also. Okay. At if ris- you read it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, at the risk of dragging out this meeting, I'll ask if there's any questions on the <laughs> agenda I'll
1: keep my question short. You're okay. Right. So on the attachment, I noticed that it's 2015. So is that the latest one? Like it well? like I, no
8: it should have been a 2020 version well,
1: well, when I read unless it's yeah I had a
8: 2020 version that's the okay, well that's fine that, if that's what it is yeah. the one I have there was a 2020 version we, we updated one? annually so it's something that gets updated regularly within whatever policy or direct or whatever directive or procedure that we are we are reviewing so it was created in 2015 but it does 12, I think. get updated regularly i, I did select the file that said 2020. 2020 but it's possible that there's just an internal yeah dates on it on it still yeah all right fair enough
4: yeah, yeah. also a okay. quick question uh miss bell this is where we are rescinding this or um, policy. Do we have to put the other one in place, or is it no. already existing?
8: It's already existing, so it's not required to be put in place.
0: Thank you. Yet. Oh,
5: uh, yeah, uh, can you I I would uh, make a motion, Mr. Mayor. Okay. That um, D 72 1994-03 policies and procedures, yeah. Peace Regional
8: Pool, be repealed.
5: Okay.
0: go to reports Um, I'm uh, I'm going to actually jump down to the engineering and infrastructure monthly report Um, I'm pretty impressed with the report Jim like there's there's no one out there that can say that you're not doing it and I bring that up because there's a little poll going on on a Facebook page Uh, that talks about issues for the upcoming election. And one of them is infrastructure and maintenance. Is that what it is? Um, And, um, well, first of all, I noticed that there was uh, quite a number of people from out of town (laughs) that clicked on that item. Um, I, I was so tempted to say, if you bloody people would just contribute more money to the town, some of your industrial tax base, there wouldn't be any issues. Of course I bit my tongue. And um, I I don't know how they they would say there's interest well the other item I wanted to say was, okay, so you think there's infrastructure and maintenance issues. What are they? Like yeah. telling me that's an item is is ridiculous. And really, you you look at what you've put here, and, and that's one of the reasons why we like people complain about potholes all the time. I see you at 100 percent completion, and the target is address 90 percent of reported potholes within 30 days. And we've spent probably about twice as much on asphalt for cold mix this year than last year. So. And, and uh, there's some tough roads out there, but these people must have never. And some of them have obviously gone, have gone to the U of A and got their degree from there. They mustn't have gone back because <laughs> the area around the U of A is, uh, you could sink a, a Ford F-150 in, in, in some of those potholes. Yep. And um, so I, um, so I I guess what I'm saying is, public works and you have done a good job and uh, i i don't know what the, their particular issues are um, obviously somebody trying to uh, create some issues for the upcoming election i noticed one of the other items was town appearance and so no one checked that one <laughs> so, <laughs> so i don't know what uh but, but uh i i certainly over the last eight years uh, alicia has been pretty hard to, uh, to uh, get the stuff there with the budget that we have and, uh, and done a good job in planning. So uh, that's why I, I just wanted to jump to that. Uh, uh, maybe we'll go 3, 2, 1, and, uh, and if anyone has any questions uh, on uh, engineering and infrastructure, and maybe now's the some time. Uh, Ms. Downing?
4: Thank you Your worship uh, thanks for starting there and the accolades to Jim and his team because I would agree uh, the planning department section uh, I appreciate that the um, that we're, we've got three new murals that uh, this is obviously June's information so were those decisions made
15: uh, we are still working uh with the artists on the upcoming locations right now okay but, uh, alicia's yeah. got some of the other work and she can turn her attention tonight.
4: perfect okay uh i'm happy about the uh planters and the waste bins uh looking forward to the utility box updates because we're talking i'm talking downtown I'm, i am going to circle to the kfc mural though it's not gonna it's no so are we just going to look for a whole new location
15: is what it says may what
14: Tiny yeah,
4: shaking guess, her head all over the place yeah so
15: <laughs> no that mural location is uh to then on uh what happens with imperial oil at that site down there so it's kind of tied together with that so i think we're kind of tabling that one for now and proceeding with the other murals uh the focus i guess for the last month was just uh, tying up the utility wraps, and uh, I know Alicia's uh, worked with the artist to get that artwork done. So we've identified all the sites for those. So those are probably going to be done uh, in July, and then the murals will probably come later in later August, September.
4: So I am gonna circle back to the KFC. I'm not quite done there. Uh, it, it pops up in our meetings for the last, certainly two summers coming into two full summers uh that is still continues to be fenced off it's our only green space at that end of town and are we just gonna sit i know that they're they're holding our feet to the fire we're trying to resist where are we landing on this is this worth it for us to stay in a fight with them or is it time for us to just look at that issue address it so right now
8: we do not have a lease agreement or a license agreement is what we had with Imperial for that lot. That's been lapsed for over a year. Um, They have some monitoring they've been doing for the last I think twice or three times now over the last year Uh, and we're being told they have one more major project to do on the site. We don't know the scope of what the major project means um, so that we're in conversation with them right now to get a better understanding if that's remediation work if that's where we just don't know so um, I'm not sure I have an answer for that question because we're not exactly uh, definitive on what they're doing to the site and what that remediation might look like for us the town and whether or not it'll be financially viable for us to redo everything at that location it is not our property and we had a license agreement with them for approximately 14 years so um, we're hoping that we can salvage this and have a uh, beneficial outcome in the end for both parties
4: I don't think I answered your question. I It's, it's <laughs> likely not the answer I wanted. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank uh, you,
0: Rochelle. I think when you, uh, you're not going to run again, um, I think the only way to address that, to be quite honest, is if, if citizens do a letter writing campaign doing period. well. Yeah, it's a possibility. Okay, thank you, Of course, uh, you, you can't suggest that, so. No. No.
8: Uh, just one note if we're looking at one mural there's been three properties identified that have come forward in our public uh, request but we are looking at one mural this year based on the budget it's just which mural at which property and then a plan for the other two locations over the next couple of years so I just don't want council to have an impression there would be three murals coming this this fall it's one and the utility wraps will be they'll be their own little mini murals when they come through they'll be wonderful Oh, we've got another
0: set of uh, yes so there's a
8: residential utility wrap uh, project that's Alicia's finishing off now and this is the quilt project and they're going to be fabulous
0: well what I liked about the utility wraps that you came up with uh, I was uh i'll be honest about this i was skeptical because i thought they would look a lot like the ones we have in lower Mm -hmm. west peace which are these uh wallpaper
6: yeah
0: Yeah. wallpaper uh corporate uh, corporate art looks like the front of the three ring binders that we used to have and uh and and in city of Prairie they have the same thing yep and i thought yeah that's not what we want but Like this is original art that's been put on the house. And it's pretty striking,
8: so, yeah. I think you'll be very pleased with the uh, quilt project also because it essentially is original art, just in a quilt format. So you're hugging, you're wrapping the utility box in this blanket in that residential. Greg is loving this.
0: So this is also part of our, uh, I used to call it aboriginal outreach is is this also going to be part of that or not?
8: no not specifically for this it was an open call for any uh quilter to submit okay yeah okay. so it was uh and then we had a public alicia did a and and alicia was the the initiator of all of this or the planner um a public engagement on uh public voting on their preferred options so. Lots of good community feedback on the process. Okay,
0: so have you ever uh, has anyone ever written into the town like an uh, outside visitor and and complimented us on the utility wraps like? Not yet, not yet. Really, like,
5: that's kind of surprising because they're quality. Yeah. I think someplace I did see some positive comments yeah. though on on yeah. them over the years. At some point, I don't know where. Mm-hmm but um, I mean, it was something that Autumn put together when she
0: was, when we first rolled them out.
5: Yeah. yeah, got
0: Lots of clicks on it.
8: Lots, lots of feedback on it.
5: That was good. Um, Ms. Mayor, I've got a slightly different topic uh, for Mr. Um, McQuay um one of the uh things under engineering services three-year contractor consult consultant pre-qualification so is the three years starting in 2022 or when is does- at this rate it'll be 2022 okay. deputy mayor yeah
15: uh, one of the initiatives i'm trying to get uh through this year uh one of the ones i'm actually turning my attention to this week is Getting back into getting the asset management plan completed.
5: And Mr. Mayor, last comment: um, Grad banners did go up, and lots of positive comments uh, or hearsay on uh, on them. So that was a nice uh, touch this year again. So thank you.
0: Are we are we committed now till for another hundred years? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Only if they pay for them, we hang them, right?
0: Yeah. yeah and- did yeah. they pay for them this year? Oh, yeah. They, they
3: pay for them, and then
15: what happens after they come down, they'll go back to the student. So, okay.
3: when they're allowed to have parties, again, we know where that budget's headed. It's not for banners, it's something else that starts with B, anyways.
9: That's We'll see.
0: Or A. Uh,
3: anybody have any other queries? I, I do. Um, Project CE-005 talks about Pat's Creek Phase 3, coordination with Northern Sunrise County complete. So, so it's, it's always a hot topic every year in the spring, you know, with the water that comes down. Is it going to, you know, flow under us or flow over us? Um, what did we find out from, from so, looking up the river?
15: Uh, we did talk to Northern Sunrise, so they have no objections to us kind of proceeding with the engineering phase of this. So it's one of the RFPs I want to try to get out this week. I've had it in my inbox to get out the last two weeks, just been dealing with other projects at the moment. But uh, that one I'm hoping to get out uh, for tender this week and I've uh, already chatted with a number of engineers that are looking at this project and are interested in getting that done.
3: And this might be a little bit out of tonight's scope but we kinda of knocked around the idea of further upstream and, and, and what we can do with slowing some of that water down instead of we get one good hot quick day in the spring and it all wants to come at the same time. Is there is there are we closer on on an answer for that?
15: Well that that is kind of one of the key components of the study that will be established that I'm looking for is uh, one is modeling of the water flow coming down and then the second one is how do we mitigate that either with uh, some stormwater surge ponds or uh, some stormwater weirs or a combination of both. Awesome. Thanks, sir.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, uh, just Senator Seward Transfer Station, uh, did you remove item two? Is that uh, for a closed session? Or page 16 and 25. just
4: It is great news that that water line was repaired. Though that's great news for the people when eventually they can access
0: it. I I wouldn't worry about it. So, uh, but my questions are I uh, I do have some questions on water produced. So I see that it looks like that we're producing uh, 20,000 cubes more a month, um, and uh, but we're uh, we're only treating about. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm just sort of uh, ballparking these numbers, but we only seem to be treating. Well, we're treating about 10,000 more cubes. But the water produced minus the wastewater treated seems to have, uh, it doubled. So, so that, generally that's the lost water. So I'm- Is that people watering the grass now? Well, grass? I, I look at uh, January. So in uh, 2020, uh, January was, 30, 37,000 that's called it 40,000 Q's and the uh, and and whereas in 2021 it was 65,000 so yeah. and, and uh, similarly 25 versus 47 there's just uh it just seems to be more losses actually you should be seeing
15: less uh, losses because the, uh, the bottom number is water produced minus wastewater treated so that would be the, uh, your okay. difference that you're looking right. at so okay. from
0: 2021 I think we're right, okay yeah I see what you're saying now what you're saying is uh, we're producing more water we're losing it um, the treated water has gone off 90 but that difference is not what we lost yours you're saying yeah we're because we're producing more water we, we uh that, that differential should be higher
2: does that include uh, exported water mr Quick? yeah water produced yeah that would materials. go through your water station as well
15: and to using a lot Yeah, uh, we've been using a lot through our bulk water station, and the contractors have been using a lot. So that
0: would account uh, for that bottom number as well.
3: And everyone bought pandemic pools and grew pandemic gardens.
0: So uh, we're we're getting a lot of contractors using our bulk water. I I would have actually thought it would the contractors would, would would go out to the county and use that more, but.
1: uh they're going to probably pay for
0: Must be the same or a little more for water up there than they would in town. Yeah, okay. Depends where they haul it I guess. Yeah.
15: So that's one number I don't have is probably the tracking on the bulk
0: water. Okay, um, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, we can, uh, I'm assuming nobody else has questions on engineering and infrastructure uh we'll, we'll go to number two community services questions for uh oh yeah we'll go ahead and
4: thank you worship i was waiting for anyone else to jump in uh, to talk about the TRC committee and sort of where St. Augustine's is at or is that not at council we're not council ready it, it'll it's ongoing for
8: a bit until we have a, a clearer picture forward
4: thank you Yeah.
0: And perhaps not even this year
4: possibly
8: but it's not to be foreseen yet yeah. still to be sorted just a quick note uh, Zen Seekers was in town doing filming at Misery Mountain, mountain biking on the river, paddling at Borden Barrel on their patio and Billy's Combs when it was plus 40. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure how the shots at the ice cream place went, how quickly you had to lick to keep up with the melt, um, but it was very successful and they should be putting together and launching that campaign probably in the next week, I think that was two weeks ago now so that's kind of exciting
5: just a question about trees yes yes uh, since it's the, you
8: know, the weather this year do some of them get an extra watering because yeah. of the so right now the park staff are watering approximately hundred and seventy-five trees weekly all of our baskets Flowers, uh, the hanging baskets are being watered twice a day in this plus anything plus 30 and above. Otherwise, every other day uh, when it's 20-ish. So really, for the last three weeks, almost twice a day, um, they're being watered. We are looking at a new uh, 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 reservoir water system for the hanging baskets, a, a pot with a water reservoir in it. Um, and we've made that purchase for next year and they're looking at a once a week watering with those style of pots in the plus 40 in Manitoba so this was a reference from Manitoba um, just the same heat dome effect that we had they were able to water they're watering those t- style of pots uh, twice a week which is heck of a lot better than twice a day that we're having to do right now just to keep them alive There was lots of texts and phone messages going that very first few days of, you need to water again. And that's when we realized we had to water twice a day, once at 6 a.m. and then once at midnight, just to keep them alive. So lots of watering, and there are some trees that we are losing. We know that some of them are mature trees that um, we're letting go. We're trying to keep the young ones going. Is there
0: one on River Road, an Elm tree?
8: I'm, I'm not sure there's one in Saddleback on the berm.
0: Yeah.
8: <laughs> oh, uh, now I'm with you. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> a little slow there. Yeah. Thank
1: you. Tanya, I'm just curious, any update on uh, U of a minor hockey um we're hopeful that we're gonna put some ice in in August yeah. or do we?
8: we we are very hopeful their staffer uh, Bay staff are meeting with our user groups on the 14th of this week so we can get ice allocation completed it's later than normal um, but such as everything COVID related and we are anticipating a back to normal um, fall which should mean a minor hockey hockey school at the end of the month, but we don't have confirmation as of yet. Right.
0: Okay. Um, there's no further questions on community services monthly report. Uh, I'll just ask for any questions or comments people may have. Uh, Mr. Parker, Hume, or uh, Mr. Town on uh, corporate services slash CAO monthly report. In that. Um,
5: I'll just comment that there seems to be a lot of seminars and a lot of training that's going on in these re- for these reports anyhow so that was nice to see uh, I'm wondering if um, is the town the town was going to do something was fire smart in certain areas of the town i think did is that happen
7: or it's kind of ongoing it's ongoing um there was the Fria grant um which was um uh, so we did receive that report um chief harris is currently looking for more funding to execute parts of the report um and uh, be able to do that i'd have to double check what the status of that is but um, that was the next step. We had identified areas, um, now we need to do additional work to uh, whether it's mapping or actual tangible work to to uh, focus on how we're gonna protect those areas.
5: Okay, and um, just a comment, uh, generally, I don't know whose decision it was to have uh, some of the facilities open as cooling places, so I think that was a very nice thing to do.
2: Uh, that was Director bells definitely and, and except for if I added my two bits anyone could bring animals there their, their dogs so yeah
8: we
0: oh. added that up yeah but <laughs> <For>
2: not <non-cats? laughs>
14: cats cats just wander at will okay. around town apparently yeah
3: <laughs> okay was there a lot of uptake on that uh?
4: uh a little bit yeah yeah at each facility they had a little bit of
3: how, how did our town facilities handle this? Probably back to Mr. McQuaig I should have thought. How did they handle the heat wave? Better than the hospital. Yeah, well, yeah. right.
15: Yeah. That was crazy. Well, uh, basically, over the, the heat wave, we contracted most for our staff to more indoor activities. Uh, We did have a little bit of strain on our water treatment plant, where uh, our units very much struggled to keep up with the heat load that was uh, put onto that building, but uh, they kind of worked through it and kind of recycled staff out to trucks where we had some air conditioning and got them cooled down uh, in the process, but yeah,
0: had to come up with uh, some workarounds for that. But, but you're not saying that we don't have enough water capacity that if we wanted to build a data center that we would still be able to supply enough cooling water with the facilities we have to oh the yeah the, the volume of water is not the issue your worship this is just within the building itself
15: yeah just the hvac units that we've got there we're just struggling to keep up with heat load
0: okay okay
4: Thank you, Your Worship. Uh, just needing to go down to our peace officer's part on this. Um, I don't know whether I'm just having fresh eyes on it the, the uh, for this report, but what is this equaling for money? And I'm sorry to bring it down to the bottom line, but we originally talked about both of these positions sort of paying for themselves. Am I the only one who remembered that or is yeah, that? No, I remember that. Um, So I'm wondering sort of, I mean, I, I personally appreciate the warnings. I think that that that's goes a long way to goodwill and there's lots that we can build out of that. But I'm just wondering, what is it looking like? And I obviously don't need exact numbers, but does it is it working? Are we happy? Are we on the right path? Did we overextend? Like, Where are we falling in this?
7: Um, So yeah, so they are they are working towards. I, I don't want to say their their the goal was to pay for themselves. Um, it has offset some of the costs. Um, I do not have the the numbers in front of me, but I can provide that back to council. Um, in terms of um, the the split is they're doing a lot of traffic stuff. They're also doing a lot of bylaw stuff. Um, and the bylaw stuff does take a lot of time and take away from their CPO activities, um, which is probably a little bit more of a challenge than we had anticipated. Um, I'm also not sure if council's aware, but we did have one police officer uh, leave the organization. Um, Connor, his last day was, was last week, so we're currently advertising for one, so we're, we're down one right now also. so, um, But in terms of, like I could provide a council some type of um, um, you know, offset amount just because because I, I we did talk about that. We didn't talk it would be partially funded by the activity. So,
4: so and I appreciate that, Greg. And I didn't really mean to make it about money. More about is this has this been effective? Are we was this the right move that we made going this way uh, um, away to CPOs rather than to bylaw officers? Like so, now we're how long into this project? Two years? Three. Are we three? So, yeah. is that something that we should talk about? Where are we where are we landing with the project? Or am I just bringing something to the table uh, no. that isn't appropriate here?
0: No, which is I, also well, a thing. Well, I i okay. think we could make it a, another agenda topic and bring a staff that. I think it would be a good budget item for service
2: level kind of concept of it. Um, to be quite honest, uh, our biggest issue that we have. And we're trying to struggle with this issue. Is is that um, peace officers, hiring peace officers, as opposed to a bylaw officer, peace officers are a little bit harder to um, find that want to be in the northern community. So our perspective is one of the things we're looking at is we're looking at actually hiring a local person and sending them through the training, and then we will decrease the chance of having a turnover uh as much as we have because to, to be quite honest uh um losing connor, connor was phenomenal spencer we've been able to keep spencer in uh but spencer's only here a couple of times a month um we've had uh, a couple of mothers that have been able to come in and out um uh, we got jamie fudge right here you know right now um but the issue is is i think the goal is to try and get some local people who would be interested and, and just do the whole training component of it the program itself uh, it gives you a lot more versatility um you do have a bigger chance of getting some and i, I don't want to say total cost recovery because one of the problems that we ran into too this year is the province took a big chunk of change again out of it saying instead of you getting about 85 percent of the cost now you get about 60 almost 50 percent so that 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 gets it when you talk about warnings, one of the problems that you do is when you do traffic safety quite a bit. Um, when a person is stopped, usually they will have five different things, and so we might give warnings for two of them and give them citations for, you know, uh, three or vice versa, because part of the whole program also is to be educational. Not we're going to hammer you for everything just because you're whatever. And plus, chances are that it, it, it's just a it's the right thing to do you know so we try to do that because sometimes you can have a, a, a simple little stop and, and maybe a taillight is out and that's a warning but they might be speeding you'll get a citation for that and then they you know it helps you make sure that your vehicles are now up to par in the way they're supposed to be so you can't do that with a bylaw person officer they can only do bylaw hence it's very limited um but it's still should be a council service uh, uh, level thought uh, pattern. Going from one versus two, you know, we had a bylaw officer, uh, then eventually we, we had a peace officer. Uh, two peace officers, I think, is still a good thing because when we had both of them here, we had basically covered seven days a week, not 24 hours a day, but seven days a week. And um, that, and, and they were a little bit longer days and um we we noticed even in our JIP calls it was a lot easier for us to you know dispatch someone out so but having said that again it should be a, a definite bunch of discussion
0: yeah i think the issue really is uh training and uh, and keeping them out through their trained and and we being as guilty as anyone else in terms of poaching <laughs> Uh, high level, spent a lot of time, effort, and money uh, training their peace officers. And I think Spencer was one of them. Uh, I, and um, I don't know where they are on their peace officer program, but I believe it must be very frustrating for them to train those people up and then they leave. Um, they just go to a larger center and uh, uh, I can understand, Mr. Parker, why thinking about getting a lo- uh, more local people, and perhaps there are some. Uh, well, I can think of one person that would be a good fit, and I think Colin knows who you that fellow is. But um, uh, whether he applies or not is a different question. But the uh, it's it's pretty tough to be a local person and be a bylaw slash peace officer <laughs> because you. You give a ticket out, and this person uh, goes up one side of you and down the other, and then you meet them at the PTA meeting. Um, so I, I think it can be pretty stressful that way. So, uh, but I do think that uh, the Peace Officer program has, uh, has worked well. Um, the town is cleaner. I think it's safer
4: just
0: just a question that came yeah, to no. me to this report so yeah, thank no, you really. for giving me some time for that i appreciate that uh, i don't know if you still want to do a staff report on that or do, uh, I, I think That's it'll
2: good. still go through the budget process um because especially the new council is going to be involved in that whole concept and they'll be the ones that actually make the decision of, okay which route are we going to go right so i know there's always people asking that question about these officers versus bylaw, of course, uh, the
0: cars that they get. You have to supply the officers with. That, uh, they can still an investment. We're very frugal. I, I seem to recall
3: you mentioning not that they pay for themselves, but they pay for the difference yeah. in between the regular bylaw and enhanced. Yeah. I think that was that was, I believe, the the message that we received when we first were kind of moving in that direction. Yeah. And, and and that's what they do do. They
14: definitely pay the difference.
0: So, uh, anything else for the corporate services CAO report? Okay. Uh, uh, I'll take a motion to accept the reports for information. Mr. Nina, thanks for rescuing okay. us. Uh, information uh, there's an email and letter from the County of Northern Lights regarding C Dam. A favorite topic. To, uh, read. I, I think it's uh, uh, Councillor
3: Reese seems to be oh. really on. on, on. Well, I, I,
0: we we're, we're not going to stop the site seen dam. So, but I, um, anybody want to underscore anything there?
3: It, it looks like. You recall when Bruce Power and, and you know we we're, were here before and there's a lot of you know active people and, and there was uh, there was a hazard around every corner it seemed is it I don't, I don't want to disparage anybody that's writing to us in good faith but is this kind of the same thing where it's like can this
0: company do anything right in some people's minds or, or what well it's gone through an environmental impact assessment <laughs> They passed that um, the uh, the NDP came to power in British Columbia uh, they threatened to cancel this project after review they did the review and they said no it just doesn't make sense to cancel this project um, I think there's a fear that uh, part of the slope will uh, give way on the uh, sides of the uh, can, can the and the Peace River, it's it's always sloughing, so there's a concern that uh, one of the slopes will give way uh, uh, and go into the uh, the water behind the dam, and and that creates a surge that uh, will uh, either collapse the dam or uh, um, cause such an overflow that uh, will be uh, affected downstream. So, but uh, that was so that was all covered in the environmental impact assessment as well. yeah. and it got a green light
4: your worship it doesn't look like they've asked us to do anything it was just information yeah. that was my opinion okay
0: great uh the next item is the auma notice virtual conference on police union unionization uh, this has gone around to all the counselors uh i was To suggest, Mr. Needham, that you you attended because of your. You you have a good feeling. Yeah, no,
1: well, thanks, George. I'll take that as an introduction. Yeah, I did actually just sign up the other day, and uh, I I guess, uh, so yes, I will participate, and I believe a couple of staff members will as well. I I guess, just for the listening audience and others, it's. you know the the preliminary review of this is that um you know the the membership has decided to adopt a unionized model which is they're right uh, but there's a cost implication for municipalities so that that's why we're listening in it's it's only an hour and i think it's an hour and 15 minutes scheduled meeting but there is considerable speculation as to what those costs would be and they would uh, they would go back uh, five years as the other uh, implication now some of this is rumored. so the president of the auma i'm sure during that meeting will just confirm what those costs are but um uh, we just had a five-minute discussion about peace officers and wildlife officers maybe when we have that discussion we're going to add the rcfp contract because uh, it's it's it, it, it's not rolled into the ball but it is rolled into a ball in the sense of protecting uh, the community so uh, i'll sit in on the meeting and we'll get some numbers and uh, we'll see what it means but it does look as though there will be an added cost so next year's budget it will be another number for council to add and uh, that pie chart where we say policing is mr town i'm going to say 11 or 12 percent i'm not sure but i suspect that number will is going to go up Um, so um, this really is uh, it's just a, a cost matter so we'll, uh, we'll get some information and uh, we'll have a further discussion yeah. so um, do you think this is why the
0: province is pushing a, uh, provincial
1: well I was hoping you weren't going to mention that because <laughs> now we're going to be here for a few more minutes <laughs> of debate uh, I you know I perhaps um, we did have a couple of speakers at our council table and uh, um, I don't want to speak for council but if I can summarize I think the majority of us felt that we could live with the current model because of uh, the cost to replace the training center the duplicate the system uh, where do these people you know there's all of that uh, and now this comes out so I guess what I'm saying is perhaps if we would have known this uh, uh, a few months ago maybe some of us would have um, would have maybe questioned this a little more. That's total speculation on my part. Um, but it is it does seem to be targeted at um, those municipalities that have contracts. So, one of my questions, if given an opportunity, would be so where are the RMA members and where are communities of 2,500, like the community to the west of us? Um, what about their costs? Uh, if you're going to read, if you're going to recoup these costs uh, why are you just targeting uh, those with contracts so again a lot of unknowns uh, if anybody else is interested all while well, you've got the link you can you can sign in if you're if you need to go but uh, I uh, I will do that there's also an ideology around unionization so well yeah,
0: yeah so. we'll leave it at that and, uh, yes thanks and, uh, Just. Somebody can make a motion to accept uh, two items uh, under the information agenda for information. Um, so we'll, we'll all vote to accept that. Okay. Uh, any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? Are there any any Uh, Have you been? Are we? We're not on Zoom. We're just on podcast. Is it live anymore?
9: We're not live. Uh, We are recording audio that'll be posted tomorrow. Oh, okay.
0: So you don't get uh, there's. Well, you never got any comments (laughs) from the public before, so. uh, But you definitely haven't got any uh, on this. I haven't seen any, no. Okay, um, perhaps uh, that's a good segue into uh, just what you. rather lengthy meeting uh, what do you think is worth
9: communicating out of this meeting um, the two big ones will be moving forward with the upper west piece um advertising for that process um, and the legislative remediation bylaw uh, that's been passed there's a couple other items the uh, infrastructure renewal um, they'll be in contact with the locals there through our engineering firm um, regarding project details as that moves forward those are the big ones um, that I had, sure, any council members have anything that I, there? I can't, I can't hear you, I'm sorry. Oh, well, it's probably this thing. I had the Legislative Remediation bylaw and the Upper West Peace Area Structure Plan as elements. Um, we'll also be obviously <coughs> bringing up the Neighborhood Infrastructure Renewal Project or our engineering consultant as that moves forward or whatever happens there with regards to the local people not Sure, if counselors have anything they wanted to add to the list, but those are the two big ones that came in. Okay. I'm
0: wondering if we should uh, just the uh, util- new
9: utility wraps. Uh, we are preparing something for the utility wraps. Okay. I'm been, I actually talked to our planner about that today, um, but the wraps haven't been done, so we'll usually do that once they've been actually wrapped around the boxes. We'll oh, do okay. Something along that line.
0: And, and you said these were residential ones. Uh,
8: yes. Okay. Yeah. So
9: where, like, which?
8: I'm not sure where I, Leisha's
4: first location is. I
9: actually don't know either. I'd have to. I don't have a mic.
4: Yeah,
9: we don't have mics, so.
4: <laughs> Project. <clears throat> I don't know.
9: <laughs> I have to get the list from the planner. Uh, she okay. says we're running out of boxes though in town, so. Yeah. Well oh, then, we
5: can start on a different size of box. I see some along the road that could use something. That's and then I there's the fire hydrants. Uh, gee it was Too bad we couldn't paint them, but I understand that's a no-no these days. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, each one
9: indicates different pressure systems. Yeah, that's what I learned. Yeah, while I we're a standardized doing. painting program.
5: Yeah, that was a learning curve, unfortunately. Same. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. so uh, mr mayor yep. if i could uh i think this is ms hume's last meeting oh, okay. so just like to say th- say uh thank you for all your work and uh yep. enjoy that hot and humid ontario weather <laughs>
9: been great working with you guys it's been a great council groups thank you I've really loved my time East river I, I appreciate all the
0: work that you've done for uh, for the uh, advocating for the minorities and, uh, the town of and, uh, keep, thank you uh, reading, uh, uh, you've done a great job there um, so uh, yes thank you very much uh, uh, that takes us to a closed session. I understand that we uh, we eliminated items two and three. We deleted those. Uh, so there's only one left, and this one will be a disclosure harmful to the business interests of a third party. Uh, so I'll need a motion to go into closed session. Uh, all, uh, someone make that
6: motion. all in favor? So Ms. Manza, can make that motion.